live from the DT Studios, this is Daily Turismo Radio, powered by EuropeanMotorWorks.com. Here's your hosts, Editor-in-Chief of Daily Turismo, Vince Barbary, and co-founder, Chris Florin. Hello, motorheads, and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show. Recording in the new and improved Daily Turismo Studio, sponsored by European Motorworks. We're here in scenic Gardena, California, the only city south of Buffalo to have a radio code for a hit and run by Zamboni. And I'm not making this up. I know a few Gardena PD, and they can back me up on this one. Uh, we're returning after an extended break and are now recording Series 2 of the DT Radio Show. I, I want to hear some applause. Hoots. Hoots. <laughs> wow. <laughs> series 2. What a joke. <laughs> and uh, we've got another great show on tap for you today. We have special guests in the studio. We've got fun, games, the regular crews here. Uh, and we're going to do 10-second car reviews from the website, questions from the audience, a game of lies that's called It Should Have Never Been Born, the Tool Corner, Final Lap, the, the, the regular deal. But it's And it's fair to say we have a really, really good show. Uh, but before I get too far ahead of myself, let me introduce some of the other serial killers in the studio with me today. Uh, sitting crisscross applesauce for me is Seaflow, a.k.a. Chris, who arrived here today in a hot air balloon. Yo, I arrived in something that is air-cooled. <laughs> Was it a lot of hot air in it? <laughs> yeah. Does it have a heater? Uh, no, okay. it doesn't have a heater. <laughs> <laughs> That's typical. Uh, what uh, would it do with all that hot air? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. We yeah. don't know. Next is producer Ben, who's wearing a tuxedo jacket in celebration of launching the new studio. And give me a thumbs up. Um, <laughs> and we got Dr. J in the back in the peanut gallery. Hey. Hey, hey. And uh, it's really, I'm going to tell you guys, it's really, really nice in here compared to the old studio, which, no offense to Ben's wife's yoga studios, this is this is so much better. Um, but our special guest here, um, sitting next to me, is a cinematographer, race car builder, home builder, drone builder, and he, he writes lefty while it does everything else righty. His name is Alex V. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Uh, uh, you know, I need a uh, I need a five-letter word for sole Al- factory color option f- the, of the mini moke. Okay, so someone gave Alex yellow. a magazine. <laughs> and it's got a great crossword in it. It's a car crossword. I think it's someone yellow. Someone gave him a, a, a copy of Practical five Classics letters. magazines. Yellow. You're right. You got it. <laughs> okay. No W, just Y E L. So they only could be yellow. Who even knew that? No, that's not true. Pretty cool. That's six colors. Okay. So okay. Anyway, so Alex, first question. This is a lot of people from the from the the website, and you know they want to know this is. Did you really use the head of a toilet plunger as a critical component on a race winning twenty four hour of lemons, Geo Metro? Yes. Why would he make something like that up? That I didn't need to make that up. You can you can Google that. That's how that's how well that went. Um, absolutely, it it was the um, the differential for the um, from the original Geo Metro. I converted it to chain drive using like pillow block bearings and a bunch of you can buy at Home Depot, and then um, but the the diff gears were just open. And uh, and tell us where you got that diff from. That was from the automatic transmission of a right the original Geo Metro. Yes, <laughs> nice. But it was just out in the open air. Yeah, it was just in right. the open Inside air, the and car. that's yeah. that can't work long. Yeah. And so what I did was I found <laughs> some kind of rubber boot that would cover the spider gears and the and the ring gear and stuff, and that looked a lot like a plunger. Yep. So I went and bought a plunger, <laughs> and I cut it and you know made it 
shaped it up, up there and then I just filled it completely with grease and then I put it over the differential and I used a bunch of zip ties to hold it on and of then course, we course. went and raced the car. And and uh, so so this car was a Geo Metro that was now um, equipped with a plunger and powered by what? It was powered by a Honda CBR 600 motor originally and then by the time we got it that was that was when we first did tests and stuff with it was that motor but then i figured out that the same packaging and size was the um cbr 900r motor yeah. so that was what we ended up taking to the first lemons race that we did in that car and at that time it was front wheel drive short little tiny chain the motor was completely out in front o like open diff open diff oh. but the motor was hanging out like the exhaust pipes were touching the front bumper like that's how far forward it was, right? Sounds and then, great in a crash, right? <laughs> huh? uh, it would have been great in a crash. Yeah, it, it, yes, <laughs> but if you had tested it. That <laughs> well, way. I mean, you know, think about all that crumple zone. Though. Yeah, yeah, exhaust. But no, the yeah. um, well, that sounds like a Saab setup. You know, some of the Saabs right. have the engine like all the way in front of yeah, the yeah. Well, yeah. So but you know, the thing is, is it doesn't really matter where you put the motorcycle motor in a car because um, they only weigh 150 pounds. Right. Okay. Whole motor, ready to run, transmission too. So it didn't make any difference that it was way out too far out in the front, but it still made the chain so short that the chain would overheat because each link goes through duty cycle too many times. And so what we had was a, um, we had like a one gallon gas can filled with oil and a very small hose <laughs> that went into the cabin to one of those pump things that they use to take your blood pressure with. Yeah, the yeah. Okay. bulb. And the bulb would squeeze the oil, you would squeeze the oil from the driver, would do it while driving, and it would squirt oil on the chain all the time. To cool the while, chain down. While you, while you drove. While we drove. So yeah, we used the generate these forget massive forearms out. while no, you were driving. No, it wasn't that often. But you, you, you would do it every, every few laps. You'd pump up a few. You Did know? you have to remind the driver over yeah, the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, it's but time. We used about, um, I guess in two days, we used about three gallons of oil. Wow. And all, that, that were all over the track, yeah. All over yeah, everything. The underside of the car had a an arc, like silvery slurry of oil and Racing metal stripe. Uh, uh, all the way across the hood that's like a on free, the inside. That's like a free Z-barding on the bottom of the car. Yeah. Oh, that car, never rust. Yeah, that car will never rust. <laughs> no. And then, but then we cut up the car and moved the engine to the middle because we wanted right. rear-wheel drive. W where it belongs in a 24-hour lemons car, right? Right. So it was in the passenger seat and then the uh, driver sat in the driver's seat normally, but there was like this very poorly constructed kind of mailbox-looking cover over the engine and it was so hot and loud in that car that after two hours of, of driving one driver, you would get out and it was literally like you'd run a marathon. I mean, it was ridiculous. Brutal. Yeah. But we still won more races that way, too. For, hey. for some of our listeners that may not um, be familiar with the concept, can you enlighten us why you decided to make this abomination in the first place? Like, what, what was the, the seed that was planted in your head that got this thing going originally? You know, my mom was really a nice lady, <laughs> and um, you know, she, she wasn't did, a clown. She did or no damage <laughs> yeah. to me as a kid. I mean, are at you are all. you psychologically okay, or is this? Uh, I mean, look, my mom was a really this? nice lady. Are you Doctor Phil this episode? <laughs> no, I, you know what it was is I've always been really interested in uh, motorcycle powered cars. Like, there's all kinds of motorcycle powered race cars, like right. the Radical. There's people who use motorcycle engines for Lotus Sevens and other Formula you know, SAE. Yeah, Formula SAE. Yeah. Oh. And those are that, those are cars. They're tiny, but come on, they're cars. 
They barely can do any car stuff. No, but they're made by hand by kids. So they are. To, I know, and I mean that's you why have to I give them a pass. I do, you know? I, and I do. Yeah. Okay. And, and aside from aside from lemons, like honestly, Formula SAE is one of the few like motorsports where there's actually innovation. It's kind of interesting. Absolutely true. Okay. I know. It, I agree. I know. It is. It's still this. Uh, what I love is how the tests for Formula SAE are actually pretty basic. Yeah. Can you and, go? Can, can you, you go? Can you stop? Can you turn it off and turn it back on? Right. And apparently more than half of them just fail that oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> I, I used to volunteer at the Formula oh, SAE West competition here in Fontana. I did Special Olympics for years. It's pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot like that, huh? <laughs> well, but so, I got to yell at the contestants, you know. When you they yelled did, at them? When they did something wrong. You can't wrong. yell at the Special Olympics and they were kids. driving <laughs> the wrong way on the autocross track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Poor guys. Well, we got we got some race golf carts too in the in the paddock area. Oh, I so like that. that. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, did but you anyway, roll a golf cart doing that? I didn't. Okay, roll it. Right. someone <sighs> did. Someone did. Not okay, me. so so tell us about um, the, back this, to this the, motorcycle this powered car thing. Yeah. Motorcycle powered cars. Always thought they were a great idea, and I was perusing the Craigslist, and there was an aborted project that mm-hmm. somebody had made that was a geo this Geo Metro with most of a Honda motorcycle engine in the front of it. So you bought it actually as kind of, as like should have never been born type should, of product. Way never been yeah, born. Project. Like yeah. they they didn't even have the most basic stuff yeah. ready to yeah, go. Yeah. And so I um like they were trying to just do a spooled axle with a sprocket on it mm-hmm. to drive the front wheels and like a solid axle between the front wheels. That's yes, a spooled wow. spooled axle, okay. right, you know. And so it was it was should have never been born, but I bought it anyway. Yeah, and got it super cheap. Inadvisable. Inadvisable. Yeah. yeah. And so, so now, had you built custom cars before? No. Any kind of, I mean, maintenance on cars. What oh was yeah, your yeah. No, I've worked on cars. Okay. I mean, I've always been uh, into interested in cars ever since like basically high school, and I started out humbly and moved down <laughs> from there. <laughs> to Geometros, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, I've, I've always been interested in cars, but I'd never welded. I'd never done any metal fab or anything before that. And so you just started doing this to this Metro. And yeah. then how many races did you did you run before you won a race? Zero. The first you, race you ran in, yeah. you guys won. We showed up and won. But you that, tested it. Oh, we tested. Fair, we, right. we built, we yeah. developed, and using that word is developed. just so <laughs> pathetic, but we, we worked with that car for, doing a for more than word. a year. Yeah. Wow. I, okay. We tested, and this is... Your track days, things like that. Lots of okay. them, and, right. and we went to Buttonwillow where they have open tests, and we like, actually... Uh, what, what, yeah. what year was this? Uh, what, we won 08 okay. in the winter of 08, so it was like Fun. all of 08. Yeah. So, so 08, a front drive Geo Metro with a nine or 600cc and 900cc No, it was a 900cc It's going to be, was, be, was competitive. T- today, that car probably wouldn't win a race. Not even it's still close. Yeah. It's still running. Yeah, I know, it still, uh, still runs, but it's a front drive. No, it would have never, yeah, no, never won a way, race. They're, no they're, way. Cars are so fast, they're it was, so competitive. It's not even the speed, it's the, Reliability. It's well. the quality of the teams. Yeah, yeah the, the, the pit stops. The pit stops are ridiculous nowadays. Yeah, fueling technique, yeah. actual driver skill. Yeah. Like when we did it, you wa- if you watch that video that's online, I think it's called um, like the Geo Metronome spreads the love at Thunderhill or the something. One that's where, the one where where your floating head is yeah, like my telling yourself is, that you're an idiot. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah. If you I watch that, that video, you can it's see great. the range of <laughs> you know, other. Are you on cars. drugs to see this video or no? No, no, no you okay, can okay, you can be right. sober. Okay, it's, um, good. it's good. It, but when you look at the range of cars that are running, I mean, it's it's pathetic. Um, so this car, which was no offense to them, right? To those other well, people. everybody, no. I everybody mean, ours too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, our, yeah. That, like, look at yeah. it this way: the 
front-wheel drive metro versus the first time we used the rear-wheel drive metro was like, I think it was a 12-second delta on Buttonwillow. Yeah. It was slower as no 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 the rear the rear wheel drive was twelve seconds faster faster yeah. oh yeah, crap okay I can, I can and that's that. just that's that's just without any tuning or changing and then while we yeah. had that car we pulled another five seconds off of it on that same configuration with arrow and stuff yeah and you know all that I the mean that sounds player special the geo player oh. special rig <laughs> oh, yeah. but that that I mean it all sounds so dumb but actually the 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 thing about um, a lot of the techniques that what what make lemons so genius is is that you use all of the kind of same thinking that you would if you were running any huge race series. Yeah. But you just have to do it with really simple um, materials. Right. So all of the aero stuff was plywood, and you know, but we still thought hard about it. Right. And so, um, in, in this time, uh, is it true that you lived in a box truck? No, I've never lived in a box truck. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I used a box truck as a race transporter. I, I saw you living in it at the track. <laughs> well, I've yeah, I've gone ca- used it as a Camping, camper, yes. sure. But I don't no. think you like lived in it down by the river. Kind of lived in it, but like you, you spent well, a lot of time weird, in this because box I truck. did have a house right next to the river that I uh, and I had the box truck there, but I I, I, I still had a house. <laughs> did it say free candy on the side or anything? Not on the side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the you are a big you're a big fan of box trucks, right? And did you convert that one to an RV or yes? Okay, okay, because that that was like, um, one of the I think I think that actually may be my 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 life work, my greatest <laughs> innovation <laughs> was to bring yep. the box truck converted to RV to the people. Now, now, so okay, so you you buy That's a commercial box truck from Craigslist because they're cheap, right? Piece commercial of junk commercial box truck, box truck that yep. nobody wants. Yep. And then you put in, and there's a list of stuff. You can read an article on Moto IQ. I wrote about how to do it. But there's a list of things you need to put in there. You need to get a sink. You need to get, um, I guess, a generator. You need to have sleeping quarters. Uh, some sort of sleeping yep. quarters, which yep. can just be a bunk. Yep. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Mine had a window, Ooh. but you don't need one. Yeah. Um, and I think you need uh, a heater. Heater, yeah. Yep. Oh no, a heater or air, or, but yeah. not both. Heating or cooling. Yeah, yep. heating or cooling. So climate control. And then I guess I'm trying to remember what the other stuff is but it's really simple there's a list of like seven things and you need four or five yeah that's right and so you put all that stuff in there and then you go to the dmv and they might they didn't even want to get in the truck because they were so freaked out by this (laughs) and they just looked in there and they said okay turn on the sink and i i'm not exaggerating the sink i had was a little tiny camper sink that i bought at pick apart for like five bucks (laughs) and then it the sink drained into the tank that then came out the tap Oh, that's that's so that's very ecologically on, friendly. That's an eco-friendly was, sink right there. Eco-friendly sink because right. you could just turn it on. And, and, I, and they're like, "How long can that run?" And I said, "Forever. <laughs> That'll just go." I mean, it's a huge tank, huge tank, just goes and goes. So, um, but you have to demonstrate a running sink, and then they turned it into an RV, which means that it gets the cheapest kind of registration and really cheap insurance. Like the insurance was 125 yeah. bucks a year. And it gets regular oh. plates, not commercial Regular plates, plates that means you can yeah. park then, it in a residential Is it true area. you have to write not for... Yeah, you got to write not for not hire, for hire on, on it. Side, Private yeah. coach, not for hire. Yeah. You park, put that on the door and you don't go to way stations. And, and how do your neighbors feel about this if you start parking this box truck in front of their house on a regular basis? Do they... Is it depends like, on where do you they live. like it? Alex, is it a commercial like a big twenty-four foot box truck? Like it was. A, like it was. It was longer that long. than that, or was it? Yeah, it was. The box was uh, nineteen feet, and then yeah. it had a cab and stuff. So yeah, yeah it was. A, by the way, seven point three. I, I drove this the the box truck one time back from the race. I was pretty awful. Pulling huh? the 
a, a 325 on, oh, right. on a tow dolly tow, and yeah. had the metro inside of it yeah and uh, up the grapevine i i really i i want to blow my brains out i want to jump <laughs> out into traffic because okay there's no there's no kind of air conditioning you could have jumped out into traffic it had like and it 48 horsepower <laughs> okay and and i and you had said hey it can't rev above x rpm because I'm, I'm afraid the engine's gonna blow up because it's a non-turbo it's diesel like, and like you know 3000 rpm 3200 3, 3, rpm right redline. and so i wasn't okay and so that meant going up the grapevine it back into la it meant about 15 20 miles per hour but at one point if you do that wrong which is you don't get the right run yep, at it yep. you're oh, gonna yeah. go about 30 miles an hour towards the top you're yes. absolutely correct and, th- and that's what i was doing but was... you are carrying two race teams oh. worth of stuff right, right. I, I recognize that and one illegally in a five thousand dollar vehicle and right. it, <laughs> i didn't pay five thousand yeah, dollars for that even, thing no. no it was cheaper i okay. think i got it for like 4200 bucks oh, okay it used I'm to rounding. be um well it used to <laughs> once be you include the a, sink yeah. it was, sink was expensive oh, yeah. <laughs> and the pump to run the sink. but the uh no that was the that was our cool suit pump i just used the cool suit pump um but anyway then it um it had uh you, I mean, once converted, though, you could park it anywhere, You're done. do anything. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. I can vouch for this idea. And Dan Gilas has done one. Yeah, our buddy Dan and myself, we converted one. I, I was the one who took it to the DMV the first time, and they just laughed at me and turned me away. <laughs> so Dan, oh. Dan took it to a different DMV and had much. Better and they luck laughed with at it. him and said it's fine. And they said, okay, yep, here you go. So it depends on D- where you go. But Dan was wearing a nice skirt at the time, though. So yeah, that, that helps. You know, you know he's a handsome guy. <laughs> Which DMV is this? <laughs> Long Beach. Oh, well, I'm going go down to. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Long Beach. Okay, so what's the? There's a time thing. What happens then? Uh the, the universe ends. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Life. Worry about the it. universe. This and is where I'm going to be when the universe ends. Yeah. Wow. There's worse places to be. Okay, so then I, really? I got. We we have time. We have time for one for another topic. I want to talk to you about. Um, okay. Yeah. Hit me. Grinding coffee. What do you use to grind okay. coffee? Coffee grinder. But like, <laughs> wow! <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> no, there's a bunch of different kinds. Come on, but I'm saying you. What's your, okay, here's here's the kind That's that really you loud. don't want to use is yes. the one where you put the beans in there and then you hold down the top and it just shakes them around for a while until they're sort of pulverized. Okay, show hands. Who's got one of those? And here, here, here. A lot of people That's because, because but that one kind. doesn't grind it up Choppy. all the same size. Yeah, I kind of like that difference in that. I, I don't know. I'm and so then there's apparently, and this isn't really that tested by me, but the the coffee snobs that I've met, they claim that the big pieces make the coffee bitter, more bitter, and the little tiny fine powder is the stuff you want. Mm. So you can get a grinder called a burr grinder, which runs between two uh, spinning surfaces, kind of like one of those things that they put the tr- pieces of trees in out in front of your house at seven in the morning on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Those things. Chipper. Chipper. Yeah. That's what they're called. Chipper. Yeah. So Why it does is it not, always seven o'clock in the morning. I, it's when those guys like to work. I guess it's yeah. cool. That's but, um, <laughs> anyway, so you, uh, you, you get, if you have a coffee grinder like that, then you can set the thickness of the, of the grind mm. and it does make kind of nicer coffee. Makes better coffee. And so, so are you a, a drip coffee fan or do you I use a drip, machine? I have drip, drip okay. coffee. All right. Yep. And so do you do you have your own pour over or do you have like the... I've done both. Um, depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll use a real pour over like they would in a coffee shop where you boil the water and put the thing in. Or yeah. you just get a decent like Mr. Coffee thing or whatever. Okay. All I right, don't feel like the machine is as important as the grind. You know, the grind's more important. And That's probably the quality of the beans. To and, and expensive yeah, right. coffee or helps. Cherries. Yeah. What's your, right. my, my coffee's been <gasps> out by lemurs. Yeah, <laughs> civets. It's civets. Is there any other kind of coffee? <laughs> it's not it, <laughs> Get it straight, dude. No, no, mine's been <laughs> out by oh, lemurs. You have the special... Okay, well, actually, you know coffee. what? We're okay. going to talk about that in a minute. Totally when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about using your underwear to fix BMWs. Can be done. It can be done. I don't want to see that. 
You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. week's Blue Glove Tool Review, brought to you by DailyTurismo.com. Bring out your credit cards and open up your toolbox. It's time for a Blue Glove Tool Review, brought to you by Daily Turismo. For today's review, I want to talk about an item from Harbor Freight Tools, the place where you buy a tool and you usually end up fixing it before it works correctly. But today is an item that you're not going to work on. It's the one and a half ton compact aluminum racing floor jack. It has a rapid pump feature. Uh, it's it's made by the Pittsburgh Automotive, the, the company that makes a bunch of stuff at Harbor Freight. Uh, it's cheap, which is it's always a good thing. It retails around $119. Usually it's on sale for about $90. And you'd be an idiot to not go there with a coupon, okay? Because you can get those 20% off coupon in the back of magazines. And even if you don't subscribe to magazines, because you're cheapskate, what you do is you head to doctor's offices. You go to uh, urologists and chiropractors, and you, you you go into the waiting room. You don't even talk to the reception. You just open up the magazine and sit there. And you pretend like you're waiting for your appointment, and you start going to the back of the magazine. You yank out these 20% off coupons. You get these Harbor Freight coupons. You go there, and you buy this aluminum racing jack that will jack up your car in three and a half pumps, and it's aluminum, so it's lightweight. You can pull it around your garage. You can put it in the back of your car without breaking your back. Um, and then you don't have to go to the chiropractor, but you got his coupon anyway. To get this tool, head over head over to dailyturismo.com, click on the Harbor Freight link, and go buy it. But don't worry, we won't tell your wife. Hey guys, we're back from our little break there. Uh, still got Alex V in the studio with us. Alex, wanted to ask you about the underwear fixing BMWs. Hit, hit me. Okay, well, I got invited to Dave Coleman's wedding, which was at Laguna Seca Raceway. He was on the show, uh, the last episode, that was Dave. I heard it was awesome. It was, it was one of our better episodes. I think it was better than this one. <laughs> I don't. I don't doubt it. He's a lot cooler, and I mean, you know. He's anyway, so I get invited to his wedding, and I hop in my BMW 540. Um, he told the stories about your underwear first, though. Well, you'll They're get better. the the underwear will happen. No, sorry, you'll see. So I'm driving along, and I stop for gas in the middle of nowhere between here and uh, Laguna Seca Raceway, and as I'm getting back on the freeway, the traction control light is just blinking, and I'm like, what? Why would that be doing that? And I look in the review mirror, and it's just a giant cloud of steam. Oh. <laughs> and what has happened is, is that all three gallons or whatever of coolant has dumped out on the ground, and the t- rear tires were spinning, <laughs> which was causing the traction control light to go on. And, and this is your E39 540 six speed. six speed. That's right. Great car. Budget. Awesome car. Budget yeah. awesome. $3,500 car. Yep. I was feeling real proud of it until like about until that moment. that moment. <laughs> so then... So, yeah, BMWs, and, and they're not known for their cooling system issues at all. They are no. known they're for super, cooling system problems. Super so reliable. Anyway, that would I never pull happen. off, and I'm too far the 
other direction to go back to the exit that I got off of, and the next exit is three miles. Mm. Oh, so that's like three head gaskets in it. There's BMW no way cool. to do it. There's no way to do it. And I pull over and I look, and there there is a heater hose on the back of the motor that has just torn off, and I have no tools, nothing, and I'm wearing a tuxedo. Oh. I, can, I saw him after this, so I can vouch for that, too. Yeah. That so he I am, was indeed wearing a, t- a tuxedo. Well, I was yeah. wearing a tux jacket and the, like black pants and stuff, yeah. but yeah. You so were dressed I'm, up. I'm dressed, dressed for a wedding. Up. Yeah. So I stand at the side of the road looking like one of the guys in um, Hangover, <laughs> and um, <laughs> weirdly, no one stopped. I know that yeah. would be weird, but uh, yeah. I walked to the nearest call box, which was really close, called the highway patrol, went back to the you, car. You have a cell phone? Well, I could have used, called the highway patrol that way, I guess, but this thing is just like you don't even have to dial it. Sure, call you just pick it up. Pick it up. Yeah, okay. yeah. You don't. You don't you have don't to. Te- and you don't have to tell them where you are. There's okay. a little guy in there already. Well, anyway, <laughs> so the nice lady tells me that the cops are coming, in the, and in the meanwhile, I look around for stuff to fix the hose, sure. and I find bailing wire and thrown out of a trucker's likely window boxer shorts. Okay. So. I cut up the boxer no, shorts. No evidence that anyone had been murdered and the blood had been soaked I up with those boxer I didn't see shorts. any blood stains, okay, good, but good. there might have been other You never know. Truck, those truckers, <laughs> stains. <laughs> anyway, so I... Because I was wondering, why would anybody not want their underwear yeah, anymore? Like, what could have happened? <laughs> so you had so, gloves and a full bio suit when you're doing this, right? Still wearing the Probably tux. not. Okay. Okay, so then okay. I get the bailing wire and the... Um, and I make a composite of rag and bailing wire around the hose. Composite material. Composite yeah. material. Yeah, High patrol guy comes up. He does not carry water in his car. He's very emphatic about that. So I ask him to give me a ride to the store. He does, gives me a ride, and then I hitch a ride from the store back to the car. With, with water. about three gallons of water. No. Pour it in there. Go the six miles. Ooh. Get to a Napa Auto Parts store. They don't have any hose <laughs> work for this, but they do have sprinkler parts. So I got some <laughs> sprinkler stuff and hose clamped that in and mm. then wooded it over over the speed limit sure, sure. all the way down the 46 and up the 101 to the now reception because I missed the wedding by yeah. just a few minutes. Show up at the reception. No one was the wiser. <laughs> Except that he told everyone the story. Well, yes, because it was a funny story, yeah. but otherwise, you know, I yeah. I looked perfect. In your dashing BMW with your nice... Absolutely. No one would have known that suit. I had yep. galvanized metal parts under the hood. And, and underwear. <laughs> and an and underwear and bailing wire. Discarded boxers. Yep. Exactly. So would you say this is like, is that your most epic roadside fix? It's my most recent. Most recent. Most epic recent, roadside yeah. fix. I mean, I did... More <laughs> that box truck. It would throw tires because it was really it was old and under maintained. It, it was super under maintained, and so it it was horrifying. And I did a lot of roadside repairs in that. So I'm not sure if this was the most epic, but it is the most recent. Okay. And and now um, the one there's one more thing I want to ask you about the, the yeah. Geo Metro. Um, did you once crash into it and a Toyota with two engines? Yes, I did. And and how did that happen? What no further questions. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> break. <laughs> you did decide not to break. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't a decision. Oh, okay. Um, I was just, you know, it was the last lap of the last day of the Lemons race. Brain and fade. There was there was some incredibly important pass that I needed to make, which of course didn't matter at all, but I needed to do it. Right. And so I blew the breaking point going into eleven at Sears Point and just 
pitched the car completely sideways and slid sideways very fast and hard into these poor guys' <laughs> twin-engine twin Toyota. Engine. I, I was that the MR Rolla? MR Rolla, yeah. yes. Yeah, it was and the back half of an MR2 two, welded the to the front, front half, half of, of a Corolla. Corolla. Both engines still working. <laughs> yep. One automatic, one stick. Yep. I mean, that and thing's were both pretty... Four AGs, right? Yes, yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. somehow the <laughs> was, careening yeah. fifteen hundred pound Geo Metro managed to now. total <laughs> their car, like it ruined wow. their car. Our car, on the other hand, by some magic, was not destroyed at all, and <laughs> we actually were able to use two pickup trucks pulling against each other and <laughs> right. pull the, uh, some of the back of it back into shape enough to run the next day. I'm surprised you even noticed because that thing was no, just no, so no. It was noticeable. So you did a hillbilly alignment. <laughs> well, no, the alignment on that car was always very carefully done. The body not aligned. Oh right, right. <laughs> or the, frame, the wheels yeah. very aligned. The body not aligned. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, uh, so we are now going to transfer into a segment that's called the 10 second car review. Okay. We're known for this. Do I have to this pick a car famous. out? No, you don't have to really no. do anything. Oh, I'm going to sit back then. Um, Where's that you, you do have to do something. Oh, actually, oh. I lied. You have to, we're going to give you the name, the make and model of a car, and you have to give us your gut reaction, like the first thing that pops into your head. All right. Okay. Hold it's on. Supposed to unfiltered, take, unfiltered. It's supposed to take 10 seconds. Clear your head, clear your mind. But if, but if your name is Dave, breath. if your name is Dave Coleman, you take 10 minutes. 10 minutes per car. <laughs> slowing so, my heart rate. And then just empty I'm your ready. mind. By the way, before we go any further, I have to ask you, empty what is your, Angry Hamster Racing? Because that shirt is pretty awesome. You don't that's know my friend Angry Tim's hamster? race team of the car that imitated the Geo Metro, another motorcycle-powered car. Did it crash into other cars a lot? Or? Uh, no, it never ran long enough to crash into anything. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a familiar experience with a, a motorcycle-powered car that didn't run very long either. So Yeah, they're Sounds hard to make. Hey, it ran all day for you. It ran actually, got, Tim's, you got your whole I, I'm not going to lie. Tim, Tim's car actually finished a couple of events and was actually pretty fun. I'm not going to. I shouldn't bag on Tim's car. Okay. Fair, right. fair enough. I had that. Ten second okay, car. Ten second car reviews. Um, so, yeah, we asked you, just he give gets, us your gut. He gets it. Your gut opinion. He gets so, it. I got it. First, first car. The first car is a Chevy Spark. I have one. What kind of Spark, though? That's... I have an EV. The EV. Yeah. Um, great car. Best car in a way that I've ever owned. Wow. In a way. What way is that? It's the best car for getting around in the LA basin that you can possibly have. Because I would assume that that would be Uber would be the best car to get on the LA basin. <laughs> you know what? That's actually yeah. that's it's it's one step above Uber in that you're still driving. You still have, but okay. the rest oh, of yeah. it is like you may as well not be. Right. No, it's it's kind of fast, particularly um, under fifty, which it's, is the LA basin, right? When you go a, exactly, 50, and it gets. It uses almost no energy, and you charge it up at home. And those have like 400 foot-pounds of torque or it, something ridiculous it, I don't like even that. know what that means, really. But yes, it claims yeah. 400 <laughs> foot-pounds of torque and 160 horsepower. Yeah, in this thing but, that looks like a Korean washing machine. Yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah, it looks like it's sort of like an, much what an ATM <laughs> machine humped a squirrel <laughs> right. is what it looks <laughs> yeah. like. But it's, it's way faster than it deserves to be. Yeah. Like, if it didn't have traction control, it would just roast the tires. If you turn the traction control off, it actually only turns the traction control to, like, half, and it mm -hmm. totally will burn tires and, like, do all sorts of hoony stuff. It's pretty amazing. But it... 80 miles or, or 90 miles is all, is what it'll go on one tank. But who one drives... One tank of electricity. One tank of, ele of electrons. <laughs> electrons. But <laughs> how, who drives further than that in one day? Yeah. Yes, Almost never. That's why I never drive my gas car. Like... Once a month, I drive Unless my gas. You need yeah. to go drive somewhere and use underwear. And then I'm right. putting By underwear the the and radiator yeah. hoses together. You've never, never done yeah. radiator hose repairs on, on the Spark. I <laughs> have never opened the hood. Is there might be a radiator? Yeah. Why I do they have a, Why do electric cars have grills? They have. Why grills. do they have a hood? That's good. It point. has a radiator. 
Yeah, really? the, it has some, some things liquid, liquid cooled. I don't mm-hmm. know what is. It might be just for the air conditioning, but some mm-hmm. things liquid cooled. You know what the best part of that car is? Put it in there just right now, with it. my smartphone, I can turn on the air conditioning. <laughs> wow! I don't even have to be in it, so it can be waiting for me, that's ready. The future. Okay. Wow. Next okay. car. Next car. Uh, Tesla Model S P90D. I, I, they're really nifty, but I've never even been in one. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Next car. Uh, next car. <laughs> 1972 Ferrari 365 GTB4 Daytona. Awesome. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. But, I mean, I don't have an office like in Santa Monica that's all glass that I can just park the thing in. So it's I don't like, know what to do, do with, with it. it. Yeah. That's, like, I mean. It's fair enough. It's It's not a practical classic. You don't have an ungrateful kid and his friends that are going to like hoon around in it and then accidentally like crash it through your glass wall and down into the ravine. No, but <laughs> now you're getting me started. I think there's, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Someone should make a movie like that. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Next car. 86 Ford Mustang SVO. Wow. Mm. My mullet <laughs> has been trimmed. SVO. Yeah. <laughs> It's still, that's not full mullet. That's no. like only one, maybe no. just one of those tails. Rat tail. <laughs> a rat tail. Coney shocks. It's not a 5 No, no, it was uh, a cool car. In its day, it was, it, it, it yeah. was amazing in its day. Uh, and, you know, few survive. I don't know. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not a big Fox Body fan. I, I, I'm sure you can guess that. That's, that, that's fair. Okay, 1919 Ford Model T. Even more, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> hey, that's better than the 1918 model. Right. <laughs> I don't, no. I, those, those aren't even cars at this point. Now no. they're just like, it's, it's sort ever, of a lawnish it's a contraption. contraption. Yeah. Have you ever I've been actually, in a Model T? I have. Isn't it weird? Like, it's just such a different experience. Well, it, it's first of all, really the controls aren't even the same it's as normal cars. It's completely different. And yeah. then its top speed is... 50 and that's hey that's all you need to go you well, said yeah. this in the spark the, that's the basically most, yeah. it's a very you know uh it's a spark that uses uh gas the, and it's weird hand controls on the and, timing and the timing on the yeah. column and which i'd like i would use that yeah. if i had that on my roadmaster i'd yeah. be changing the timing all the time well here, here's the one thing i will say that was those cars came from a time when radiator water was a thing you stopped for at the side of the road on a regular <laughs> basis on a ra- like, like, there like was your just train like, like your train yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. like that was just like oh yeah we've got well, to stop for radiator water and also designed so that any hack mechanic could fix anything a blacksmith with, right so that a blacksmith could fix, yeah, it. could fix anything and yeah. so your underwear and your your coat hangers you'd probably really enjoy like I would, model t ownership I, you know what i would have really enjoyed the turn of the century that would have really worked for me i found the most jarring thing about the model t experience as a 21st century year Yes, yeah. is, is if you're riding in one and the driver turns and goes like up a driveway, like at an angle. Yeah, the whole car, like the front of the car, bodywork f- twists. In oh, just articulating to the rear. frame. Yeah, like you know, many many degrees. The thing that I find is see weird is like, <laughs> I tried and tried. The only time I ever rode in one is I, I searched and I couldn't find the Wi-Fi hotspot. <laughs> yeah, the Bluetooth integration is terrible. And the Bluetooth is totally lame, and then it doesn't even have infotainment system. Get it together, Henry. Seriously. So okay, dumb. next car. Next car. 1972 Porsche 911. Cool car. What my favorite car. Um, at the time, an unbelievable leap forward yeah. in so many ways, and then they could be driven like as a real normal car by a regular person. In a in a manner that would be considered not ridiculous for like fifty more years, 
I mean, that car... Yeah, it's true. It's still relevant, in other words. It's basically relevant today. That was an amazing car. The 911 was kind of like the daily drivable supercar. That was what its initial thing to I mean, they were... I drove different 911s for several years, and they were unbelievable in how they held together, basically, under daily use, and they were pretty fast, and they were handsome, cool cars. So let me ask you this. If you did have 100 grand to spend on a car today, would you go for the Tesla or, like, a 911? If those are your choices. It, those are your only choices. only choices. False dichotomy. That's correct, yeah. Um, <laughs> False dichotomy. <laughs> you know, I get the 911 because I already have a streetcar. So I would you get that as a collectible. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Well, Spark, and then I have my 540. So I can, I ha- I've got that house covered. Okay. So now yeah. I would get a collectible. You get, you get the 911, okay. You know, and I'd park it in my glass office in Santa Monica. That's right, <laughs> glass office. Okay, uh, last car. Uh, I got a 1970 Plymouth Cuda. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> that's a lot of... That's, that's, that's a handsome, cool car. Yep. And as what you said, they're like the Harley of cars. I, I didn't say that. Or no, that was Vince who said that. that. Yeah, yeah. That's like the Harley of Mo- cars. It makes a cars, bunch of noise. It looks cool. It's got American stuff on America. it. Right. It's got... A, American guys can fit in it because yep. it's really big. Yeah, that's right. And it puts down, you know... 211 got, horsepower to the rear wheels. They got couple eight liters. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome, except totally dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. You okay, know. on that note, note, now that we've uh, really upset all of our uh, Plymouth... Um, Oh, it's not just Plymouth. All of those we didn't, muscle, yeah, all cars the muscle cars. We didn't talk crap right. about K cars, so we're that's still right. Good. Yeah. Well, no, we we don't sh- we don't bring that we up. Don't bring that we don't bring up. up. Wait, the wasn't that responsible for like the rebirth of Chrysler, the K car? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the the we're black not, plague. We're not allowed to make fun the of the black them plague was responsible for the Renaissance. So <laughs> right. These are all. <laughs> you know, you have to break a few eggs. So, sometimes, yes. Okay. Uh, so. After the break, uh, we're gonna take a little break. But after the break, we're gonna play a game called "Shoulda Never Been Born." It's Chris's favorite game, but we're going to take a break. Okay. Listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Hey, DT Radio listeners, Seaflow here, and I want to tell you a little bit about our new sponsor, European Motorworks. I know you guys remember hearing George Rodriguez here on the show last year. Um, he's not only a great guest, but he's the owner and operator of a great shop here in Hawthorne, California. Uh, it's called European Motorworks, and they specialize in Volkswagen Type One. And type four engines. Not n- uh, no no type two engines. No, Ben wrote type two, but sadly there is no type two engine. Only a type two vehicle, which was the bus. Or type so, two diabetes. Anyway, <laughs> they uh, they literally have like a ton of castings and uh, engine parts laying around their shop, like literally a ton, at least eight thousand pounds. Just littering the floor. I don't even know what a ton is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to read or write. Uh, but anyway, not only can you uh, get any part for any VW there at George's shop, he can get you any part for just about any foreign car, and uh, not just European manufacturers, but Asian as well. Um, so if you ask nice, he can get you whatever you may need for your domestic junkers too. Uh, so if you're in SoCal, 
visit him at his shop in Hawthorne, or you can call him at 310-644-8048, or for Volkswagen needs, visit europeanmotorworks.com. Again, that's 310-644-8048 or europeanmotorworks.com. I, Tell him DT Radio sent you. And I bet you that's his cell discount. phone. You could probably just call him at Yeah, cell call phone. him at any time of day yeah, or night. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. 3 a.m., it's yeah. fine. Tell him DT Radio sent you and you'll get a discount, or, you know, allegedly. I, yeah, I haven't verified that. On the Volkswagen engine. Oh. I might need one of those pretty soon. <laughs> You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Okay, TT listeners, we're back with a special feature that's called Shoulda Never Been Born. It's a segment. Segment, feature. Whatever. Item. I don't know what it's called. A a thing. Uh, So here, um, you're going to hear, and and you, this means uh, C-Flow, Alex, I may may bring Ben into this, maybe Julian into this game. We'll have everyone. I think we should all play. We're all going to play a little game. I'm going to read you Wait a three facts. Just, okay? just run away now. Three facts. <laughs> and you have to guess which one of the facts is true. Okay? Oh, so it's like Liar's Club. Two of yeah. them yeah. are completely false, and one mm-hmm. is true. Okay. So I'm going to read you. So so the first one... So there's only out. one fact. The other one two true things fact. The other two things are nonsense. Those are, fact can be a fact. It's not an opinion, right? It can be an untrue fact. Whoa. <laughs> Hang on, think just, about that. All right. I, the angry hamsters are spinning just in a Alex's second. head. Okay, I'm good. Okay, okay, let's go. You good? All right. Um, so, we're going to start off with the first one. I'm smacking the microphone here. Uh, first, first of the three facts for question number one is, okay, Imelda Marcos, uh, the wife of the president and dictator of the Philippines, once owned a custom Mercedes-Benz 300 SEL 6.3, that was modified with bulletproof windows and fitted with 30 days of food and water and plenty of room for her clothes. Uh, All right. That's fact number one. Fact number two is the first man to travel at 60 miles per hour in an automobile was a guy named Barney who did it at 1903 in the Indiana State Fair. Mm-hmm. And the third okay. fact is Magnus Walker once shaved his head to protest the high price of scones at a Yorkshire-based bakery. <laughs> So um, we're gonna start with with Chris. We're gonna make no? him. We're gonna okay. make him go first. Let's, let's okay. Do it. Which is the true fact? The the Barney guy, nineteen whatever, sixty miles an hour. Okay. That sounds true to, to me. Barney fact. Okay, Alex, you have an opinion on this? Um. It, well, Magnus Walker's nuts, so that's possible. But I'm. I would say that um, his hair's so <gasps> long now that he probably never cut it. So I'm gonna go with Imelda Marcos. Imelda Marcos, Doctor J. What are you going with back there? I didn't hear you call out shoes, so I'm yeah, gonna go with shoes. the uh, the 1903 at 60 miles an hour, or was it 60 miles an yeah, hour? 1903. Yeah. yeah. Producer Ben, do you have a, do you have an opinion on this? No, Vince, I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So that first no, round, I'm gonna pour give one point to to Chris and Dr. J because they're correct. Oh. All right. Uh, Barney um, has full name here. Uh, he was the first guy, uh, Barney Oldfield was the first guy to travel 60 miles per hour in an automobile. 1903, State Fair. Nice. <laughs> okay. Down here. All right. So, uh, game number two. Round two. Round two. Should have never been born. Should have never been born. Round All right. Two. 
Uh, this is called the Ferdinand Round, and you'll find out why in a minute here. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting, I guess. Ferdinand Peake has fathered 12 children with four different women. Fer- Ferdinand Ferry Portia yeah. married his second cousin. Or Ferdinand Magellan invented the semaphore flag for port ship safety, which would later evolve into the automotive turn signal. Mm. So there's your, your three choices. So I'm going to start with Alex this time. Um, I'm going to go with the Magellan. Did you know that his first name was Ferdinand? I don't think... Wait, it's Ferdinand Magellan? Magellan. Was it Ferdinand? I didn't even... Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't know that. You're just so fond of calling people Ferdinand. Ferry, yeah, the Dr. Ferry anything. (laughs) Dr. Ferdinand Geo. Dr. Ferry Geo made amazing... (laughs) Ferry Busa. One of the most successful race cars. Yeah. Yeah. He was brilliant. Brilliant. T-Flo? The second one again. The Whatever that fairy was. Fairy Portia married a second cousin? Yeah, that, that Okay. One. Really? I'm going to go with it. Yep. Okay. Dr. J, what you got for us? I got to go with Ferdinand with the 12 kids. I have an uncle Ferdinand, Smith, and he has 12 kids. Whoa. <laughs> wow. How many, how many different, with, with four different women? Two. Two different oh. women. Okay. All right. Okay. It's a lot of work. And I'm not even ask Ben because he has no opinion on these things. Uh, so we're, I'm awarding one point to uh, Dr. J because that is the correct wow. answer. Wow. Ferdinand uh, Pieck. Ferdinand right? Pieck. There's, <laughs> a, there's a little uh, umlaut over us either. Former chairman of Volkswagen That's before correct. Winterkorn. That's right. Wow. I suck Mueller. at this game. He I should have never been born. Tw- <laughs> That's the spirit. Yes. This is the game. Yes. This is how you right. do it. You're, you're like, getting I'm, into I'm it. in the game. Should've now you understand. Okay. I kind of like this game. <laughs> <laughs> last, last round. Round three. It's bonus round. Work points are worth twice as much. Oh. All right. So two, in other words. There were sure, two. sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. We got... Hey, uh, Vince, what is the score? The score is currently, um, we got uh, Dr. J with two. Hey, hey. And Dr. Seaflow with one. Hey, hey. And Alex, our guest, with zero points. Should have never been born. Should have never been born <laughs> points. This is correct. Okay. Number three, round three. Louis-Joseph Louis Chevrolet, a Swiss-born founder of Chevrolet, was involved in two accidental hunting fatalities. Both were judged accidents <laughs> by the authorities. Okay. Next one is accidental accidents. Accidental accidents. Wow. Next one is Henry Ford. Henry Ford coined the term tune-up when working on his first automobile prototype because the ignition system made all these noises, and you had to get them sounding nice and tuned like a musical instrument to get the car right. Mm. And the last one is Malcolm X went to prison at the age forty, age twenty, in nineteen forty-six for breaking into a Ford dealership and stealing the radiator from a Ford. I'm going to start with Dr. J over here, since he didn't go first last time. Uh, you, you got me on this one. Oh. I'm so <laughs> never been born? Just uh, pick one at random. I'm going with Malcolm X. <laughs> well, Malcolm X, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> who, who is that? There's a lady in here? Man. Uh, should have worn cologne. Seaflow. I think she's here against her will. Seaflow, <laughs> you go Chevrolet, Ford, or Malcolm X? Um, I'm going to go with Louis Chevrolet. Seaflow goes to Chevrolet. I, I like the Chevrolet time. story the best as well. You like the Chevrolet story? Yeah. Okay. So round three. Vince, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm yeah. Hit me. The Henry Ford. Okay. So I don't uh, believe the tune-up one. No. Editor. Nah. So uh, two points get awarded to producer Ben. Oh wow! What? And oh. we have a we have a tie game. 
Oh, wow. There's no bonus round. Oh, man, that's really, that's, really, that's really loud. There's a lot of crowds. That's very loud. That's not like a football riot there. <laughs> um, that's sorry. my peanut that's gallery. Should have never been born. Sorry, the correct answer was Henry Ford. Uh, Henry Ford. I can't call him Ford. <laughs> he coined the term tune-up because it, it was uh, the ignition system was supposed to make these these fanciful buzzing noises. Yes, I actually knew that, Vince. I read that somewhere a long time ago. Wow, I wonder what Give those noises credit. are because I don't know <laughs> I don't what the ignition system is system supposed to sound like. What it's just the noise about? I make when I'm thinking about something. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> Did we ban that noise from the radio show? I'd like to point out in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was should have never been born. Uh, a very close um, two-way tie there in the end. Yeah, Alex, I got to should never. <laughs> I should have definitely oh, never yeah. been born. Yeah, double overtime. Okay, uh, here. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Don't here, be greedy. Here's what. Here's here's double overtime. Okay, mm-hmm. between the two clowns sitting over there. Okay, <laughs> tell me, uh, what is the word? The automotive term, if someone says a clown shoe, are they talking about a, a Ferrari Testarossa, a BMW M Coupe, or Oldsmobile Alero? <laughs> you are an idiot. <laughs> Dr. J. I'll go with the uh, BMW. Wait, can I call a friend? <laughs> <laughs> no. You can't help help in the audience. I, actually, Producer I, ben. I, I really we actually stopped listening to you a, a little bit ago, so I'm just going to say the first one. Okay, Dr. J, you're the winner. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> the clown shoe is a BMW M Coupe. Yeah, jackass. Of course. <laughs> okay, so that was Should Have Never Been Born. Great show. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. It was um, terrible. It was terrible. It was awesome. <laughs> the next game, or we're going we're gonna to do, not a game, but it's we're going to do from the website. Yep. Which is a, a fun little segment in which we highlight our favorite stuff from the website from the past week. Strangely mm-hmm. enough. Is it strange? Because it's called the from website. the website. So I'll start with Seaflow. Seaflow. <laughs> As seen on TV. I'm sorry. I'm doing my deadpan voice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I like to read dailytruismo.com. <laughs> not only because. <laughs> I think it's I'm because you contrib- have to edit it so that the, the, the language is appropriate and the, 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 all the verbs so are in the right yeah, tense. So that it's legible. Um, but I guess if I have to choose a favorite car from the past week or so. I would probably choose the uh, 1995 Alfa Romeo 164. Q4. No, no, that that's you. You choose the the Fiero, Chris. You know it. Um, no, no, your, yours is the Fiero. Well, you can talk you, about this one, but it's the Fiero. I, I, I like I like the Alfa Romeo. Would you choose that car because because it's exotic and and yet practical. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's got this great sounding V6, and it's Uso. extremely unreliable and and Italian. So it has all the stuff you need. Yeah. All right. Um, For a man who has eight or nine cars that are currently running or some state of title, um, one more, that's an Italian car, is actually a really good fit. I've never had an Italian car, and Mm. I think I should at some point. Totally. And everyone says you have to have an Alpha at some point in your life. So why not a 164? I don't know. Because it's the worst one? Is it really? Yeah, they're pretty awful. (laughs) I would say that that the, no, no, you know what the worst one is, is like the 80s Spider. One of those ones right. with the no, giant bumpers because that's and still the, all the 62 stuff horsepower. As the earlier ones. But they're like I mean, raised suspensions. No, no, they're, they're just. But you can fix tr- that. But right? all of that stuff, at least, is it's still the same as the other ones. The, the basic yeah, car. But is the, the same. basic car is still front engine, rear wheel drive, roadster. Like, come on! But yeah, this but is front wheel no, drive. No, that's all wheel drive. No, that's the rare. This is the Q4, Q4 edition. Oh yeah. wow, that's See? it's that, rare as hen's teeth. See, it's so rare. Our North, our Pacific Northwest contributor Gianni. Wow, that I didn't even know about that car, but you. 
you know what? Look at that intake. You manifold. have to guarantee that that's already broken. Yeah, I mean it was <laughs> like broken. it's broken right now. <laughs> sure, like there's that's, no way. That's why on way, it's on our on website. On the way back from the mechanic. No, just it's, just it's the guy deal. went outside to take the photos and it broke the car. Sure, <laughs> sure. There's no way that car's working okay, right well, now. Okay, well for a reliable, <laughs> practical classic, I would choose the V8 powered Fiero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> well well done, okay. sir. Right, I want Vince. Bill Gates's Porsche. Oh, that's what you're picking. That's my pick. That's okay, what, all right, go ahead. Okay. No, you can. So, yeah, so, so why? A, why? Because <laughs> it's so bad. You're you're a reader it's of like our this site, right? Pathetic, you know, nine forty four. What year is it? Like a eighties, eighty three, eighty three, nine forty four. It's for sale for twenty seven hundred dollars, and it's and got, Bill Gates used to own it. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I said. I said Th- that this one, not a, a one. Right. This, this one, actual, you can actually. This is Bill Gates's car, and yet it's twenty seven hundred dollars, and it's a cruddy car. Yeah, and no matter how hard you try, you probably can't scrub all his DNA out of there. Like, you could try, like, well, all the stuff I, that I serial killers that use to clean a crime scene I'm not scene sure up. that that's really that important, but the point is, is that <laughs> it's it's owned, was owned at one point by the richest man in America. That, and, that's Provenance. And it's the world. 20, the world, right? It's the richest man in the world. Come perhaps, on. yeah, but... De- Provenance. And it's worth, called Provenance. It's, and it's worth $2,700 now. I just pointed out that, that, that Jerry Seinfeld, best. Seinfeld sold, like, $22 million worth of Porsches at um, yeah. some concourse to... Yeah, so this thing, should, it sure, definitely yeah. would gavel at at least... Three thousand. If you were to take it someplace like that, the, yeah. absolutely. Air conditioned tents in Scottsdale. Absolutely. Yes. That would, I mean, look. All it needs is is everything. Everything. Yeah. No, no. He <laughs> said it, he said it runs and drives good. Recent clutch. Some other mechanical Recent work. Clutch. The, the paint is the only question. It looks kind of dull and sort oh, of. Oh, it definitely needs it looks, to be. It looks um, spleenish, like a right. certain car that you used to own. Yes, we wouldn't talk about that. Spleenish. My wife. My <laughs> wife listens to the show. We can't talk about that. Okay. Okay. But, oh. <laughs> the one thing is I'd like to point out is he does say that it crashes every 30 minutes and you have to just turn it on and off. Uh. <laughs> and it's fine after that. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> He's had a couple of Porsches. That's so this is just his crappiest one. You know who British the best, the number the one crap. buyer for this car would be? He's not listening to us. Bill Gates. I'm talking to you. Oh, but yeah, you, you, would, buy you would sell it to him. You would and find he would pay thing? a premium for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he would. He would pay you, and he'd like find his old thirty-two like, underwear under the seat. <laughs> yeah, and say, there'd oh, be a, there. like a more um, like under the hood. One of those weird, <laughs> yeah. l- creepy lambskin condom wrappers oh, oh. under the seat. <laughs> you know you? that's him. Please edit this part out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just un- you know, like that's Bill, that's Bill Gates. That's Bill Gates' keeper. The gatekeeper. Uh, oh no. <laughs> That's just um, right, okay. okay are we so done with that segment, no, no, no. because no. I, have, I have no. We're not done. I'm sorry, yeah, I stole yours. I'm done. No, you know what? You didn't steal mine. Um, you, uh, you took one that was a perfectly appropriate, reasonable uh, pick, and I'm just looking at the website. So the one I want um, is the 1965 Chevy Corvette Roadster Slice, where it's just a it's a it's a section of a Roadster, and I was billing for like five grand it's or something like, like the that. Right quarter of it. I, yeah. it's, so it's like the thing that would be hanging in like a pizza shop. It's a split window Corvette. But just the split. Yeah. <laughs> the front window is split. The rare. Why is that five thousand dollars? Because it's eBay and it's a Corvette. Somebody and probably spent a, a lot of time. It doing actually, that. you know, it actually looks really it. nice because it actually, when you look at, they have pictures of the, of the sort of taken apart. You mount the wheels separately, and the wheels actually mount up to like a separate thing. And the guy took honestly, the guy took more pictures of that than most cars you see for sale on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for that alone, I kind of. Um, I don't know. If I had to drive a car, it'd be the the, Ur- the Urbane Outlaw 912, though. The 912? What engine would yeah. you put in it? Because it didn't have an engine, right? No, it's got one. No, it's got a 911 engine it in it. Has, oh, that's right. It might, might not run, that. but... No, I think you said it ran... Because I was thinking Type 4 from our buddies at European oh, yeah. Motorworks. 
Type four or nine twelve would be pretty cool. No, you know what? I I would do I would do a Magnus Walker. I paint the bumper a different color, even if it was fine. And I I well that one's not fine. Seventeen thousand so six hundred dollars for this car. It's such a price. piece of junk. That was the bidding. It's a that was the bidding price. Pile. But it's wow. a it's the so it, you know it's the Porsche nine eleven nine twelve like Lucy that goes yeah, on it's, right. No, yeah. that's such a bubble. It has a. 70T so motor. Why would it come crazy. down? You see, people say it's a bubble, and I and I, I don't want to disagree with that, and I'd love for it to be a bubble, but what are the forces that are going to bring it down? Those people are all going to realize what a mistake they made. <laughs> no, the uh, thing, here's no, the thing. They're going to invest well, there's in an interest else. curve a lot of, for a lot of classics, I think, yeah. and uh, that's driven by like people's sort of life positions. That's why, like for example, the really like like brass cars, like. The old Model T's and the Packards and oh, those, yeah, yeah, pre-war, they're, they're pre-war. Like, oh, those things are yeah. worth nothing now. Except pre-World like, War One. Except, except for the most rares, exclusive. Yeah, the rare, yeah I rares. mean, look, Duesenbergs are still yeah. going to be Duesenbergs because those are like museum pieces. So, but like the the middle ground ones, just are just plummeting the as, here's, as here's, the owners die. Yeah. Here's the thing: is and that their kids don't care. Here's right. the thing: is that you there's know? a huge gap from about you know the '70s to about I'll say the '90s where. Cars were terrible. Were horrible, right? Yeah. So they're not going to be as collectible Volvos as the 70s. Volvos were good in that period. Okay, could you turn this microphone <laughs> off? Is there a way you can just like, cut that off? Well, look, I, I agree with you, so, and I, I think that there, that's why there's sort of a sticking point yep, of the, yep. the muscle cars, for example. Yes. But now even those fellas are getting kind of older. And yeah, and, the, and I think and the muscle car thing has kind of died out as the much. 911 and some of these other cars have come out. And well, that's a younger crowd, slightly younger crowd. True. Um, and, but we'll see. I mean, that, that market may stay strong for a while. Until, so, okay, here's a question for you. you know, they're no longer practical at all because nobody drives anything anymore. They don't know how to because, drive it anymore. Well, it's, <laughs> or no, that nobody will drive yeah. because you'll have either like um, autonomous Uber bubbles or whatever that you get in to get around <laughs> or something like that. So driving, yeah, driving yeah. is oh, just not even going to be a big part of anybody's life anymore. Because yeah. I feel like that's actually, as I'm sitting here driving Hyperloop. an EV Spark. Hyperloop, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know, yeah, like, that's gonna be collectible, man. No, it's no, it will not. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be collected into a recycling container, <laughs> mashed up into its constituent yeah, goods, a Chinese and, washing and machine. sent out. In yeah. fact, you know, <laughs> right, and turned into a, a new a twenty twenty two spark. That's I can only hope. I'm gonna get a bolt. That'll be the next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the bolt. Okay, so uh, good. I appreciate that. That was some uh, two hundred mile spark. Think about it. We're gonna it. we're gonna do we're gonna build this. We're gonna build a spark for lemons just any day now. I think the spark drive chain in the back of an MR2 would be pretty sweet. That's a good idea. That's just what I think. I like that. Yeah. If I wreck my spark, okay, we'll do <laughs> it. Just, we'll yep. just do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so okay, we're gonna move into the final lap. This is the final lap on Daily Turismo Radio. So we took a. a extended break due to reasons beyond our control um but we're back up and running guys if you couldn't tell by this most recent episode and we're going to do more episodes and they're going to be better um and most importantly we have this new awesome studio which i need to thank a few people um first time uh i'd like to thank jeff vicario and david petch for helping build the studio but most importantly i want to thank producer ben's beautiful wife laura for letting him build the studio as a critical part of the, the chain. Um, we plan, plan to bring the show live soon. Um, we'll see how that works technically. But what we need from you guys is to please leave us a review in iTunes. Okay, That uh, that really helps us out, helps us build the, the radio show. 
Um, and then tell your friends. Tell your friends about us. And if you want to be on the show, email us at dtradio at dailyturismo.com. And lastly, I'd like to thank our producer, producer Ben. And special big thanks to Alex V for being on the show and Flow. Keep on renting. You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. Thank you.